Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have what a, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 144 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on my porch, Chuck, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. I got to go fishing yesterday. I went fishing yesterday, too. Did you catch anything? Your uh, daughter out. My, I saw your daughter out fish you. Yeah, I had a three-year-old out fish me. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's not surprising, bud. <laughs> yeah, it was real good. What, what'd you catch it on, by the way? The Barbie pole. Oh, Yeah, nice. the old Barbie rod, man. Tore nice. it up. First cast. Caught yep. like a 17 inch bass, <laughs> which was tremendous. I didn't bring a bump board or anything. I mean, she caught on a live bait too, but yeah, it still would have been hilarious too. Like, I would have just signed her up right there through <laughs> the competition, which would have been hilarious. But oh, that's great, fun. Yeah, it's, Peyton it's, caught a bunch of bluegill. She didn't catch any bass, but yeah, first time out fishing with the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good experience too. They had fun. Where'd you take them? Just Anywhere? out of Westminster. Okay. Yeah, I went yeah. to another spot that I wanted to go to and. Dude, the game commission, like, let it go. The pond is absolutely full of muck, and the entire pond, like, the surrounding area, I mean, the grass might have been three and a half feet tall. No way. It was crazy. It's usually mowed, perfectly manicured. I literally went there because, like, I got Brooke into fishing by taking her there because it's so nice. It's real, you know, not real steep banks or anything like that. It was awful. Huh. That's I was a like shame. in utter disbelief. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. I'm going to call him a bitch. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> we'll let's, see what happens. Let's put our uh, <laughs> our tax paying dollars, our, our license dollars to work. Yeah. How yeah. about that? Uh, what a shame. So let's get through some business here because we got some guys here on the porch with us waiting to be introduced. But before we do that, we got to take care of a little bit of homestead business. And, take uh, care of the people that take care of us. Oh, man. How cliche. I know, right? <laughs> First and foremost, Scree Gear. Screegear.com. They just ran through some uh, Memorial Day sales that were pretty big. They got some deal of the week out uh, per usual. Yep. They just moved offices, so they're going through some stuff right now. But leaving Hurricane. Yeah, they uh, they are very busy, very hectic. But I will tell you that uh, I'm loving their their light lightweight stuff right now, especially merino wool. Running the 150 merino is just absolutely awesome, yeah. man. I love yeah. that. I'm still running their turkey stuff even while I'm fishing because I'm. I'm busting through some stuff and I got it, you know, permethrin and yep. I don't want to go through tick country to get somebody's pawns. I can't blame you, man. You know, without, with just shorts on and, and Crocs, it's just not worth it anymore. I get it. You know, so that's where Scree's helping me out. Yeah. But, well, if you guys never heard of Scree, go check them out. If it's your first time purchase, use code WDP20 for 20% off and VIP archery. Beautiful thing. I'm, I'm a little sad we didn't get to use our gobbler guillotines this year. I am too. On a turkey head, but... That's all right, because deer season's around the corner, Yep, and we will be putting some combat veterans to work, I hope. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I got a quiver full of them. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Oh, yeah. I was just looking at mine today. 
literally filling the quiver with them today. That's awesome. So, I gotta yeah. take the gobbler guillotine off, get get rid of that whole setup. I gotta actually set my bow back up for whitetails now in three D season, so it's oh, gonna yeah. be pretty fun here coming up. You're shooting tack this weekend, weekend which is gonna be awesome. And then, sure uh, am. I haven't cool. shot my bow yet. It's actually at the shop right now, so you know I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Should be fun. Yeah, throw another one in there for ANF custom calls. Turkey season's yeah. you know kind of uh, rolling to an end here. It's definitely over in PA. I don't know if anybody else is still open. Maybe Michigan. Michigan and Maine are still open Michigan here uh, still open. into June. There may be like a, a Vermont or Massachusetts or something like that over that way as well in the Northeast that is still open. But pretty much everything coming to an end. It's a very, very sad time of year for turkey season to watch it go. But, you know, it's just uh, turn the page. Deer season's coming. Time to kind of flip that switch and get back into into the groove. And speaking of, I think we have the right people here to kind of kick that off, don't you think? Absolutely, man. We have the boys from Suburban Whitetails. What's going on, guys? Luke and Mike, what's going on? How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for uh, making the drive up here. No, thanks for having us. Yeah, you guys didn't get to experience the uh, the rack shack, but the porch is pretty nice. We got the fan going. It's a nice night out tonight. I figure a porch pod would be solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good night out. What do you guys think? First podcast. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah this is my first podcast. Yeah, yeah it's me, pretty. Yeah, me as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Good. Yeah. good. Well, before we, we jump into anything crazy, you know, why don't we get a little bit of introduction from you guys? Give us, uh, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you do for a living, all that fun stuff. Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Luke Leonard uh, from the North Hills of, of Pittsburgh here. I'm in sales. I work for a company over in Carnegie there. Uh, we're a rigging company, uh, manufacturer, uh, obviously rigging, overhead cranes, uh, even do some stuff for uh, NASCAR, which is pretty cool. NASCAR, Formula One, bass boats, uh, stuff like that. So I uh, sell to a lot of steel mills, construction companies, gas and oil industry. It's pretty hectic right now. Uh, cool. I could imagine. Yeah. They ever give? They ever hook you up NASCAR with some like race tickets or oh, something? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Oh, that's bad. That's solid. Yeah. That is like the perks of being in sales. I yeah. feel like. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, and it, I mean the hard part is trying to find time to go. So yeah, sure, you know, yeah, sure. I feel that. Yeah, totally makes sense. What about you, Mike? Uh, Mike Kleinbo. I am in fire suppression sales. I'm an operations manager at Ferguson Fire, and yeah, we sell all kinds of fire suppression systems, mostly commercial systems so we fabricate all the pipe put all the outlets on it so all the pieces and parts yeah another good business to be in everybody yeah. needs fire suppression stuff yeah uh, yeah it's, never it's, a lack of that it's a trade that's not often thought about i feel like yeah it. that's one i actually used to work as a controller for was a fire local fire suppression company here in newcastle out of newcastle so yeah, that would be them. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say the name, just you know, but yeah, absolutely. I was their controller for a short period of time. Oh, nice. Yep. It's, it's a small world, huh? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I know the business a little bit, just enough mm. to be dangerous. Yeah, but I, mean. <laughs> I, I always thought that was kind of a, a cool world, and and as full circle, some of the same clients that we worked with then. Mm we kind of work with now on my landscaping part of it so it's kind of yeah. kind of neat to cross yeah you know? I, I mean i've been there for 18 years now wow so yeah, yeah no the end must be treating you good. all right then yeah <laughs> i guess i can't complain <laughs> you keep showing up so. yeah. <laughs> you keep paying us we keep showing up yeah yeah i'll tell you what this is gonna be a fun one for me because when uh, Austin kind of reached out, he said he, you know, he had run into one. You ran into Mike. You ran yeah. into Mike. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. He was, I think you were building a shed. 
Yeah. Or put a roof on a shed or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I built my shed back there. And, there you go. Yeah, that's when I ran into you. <laughs> he might have been putting a sprinkler system in, too. He might have been putting a sprinkler know. system in. I don't know. <laughs> Did but you it, sell him any chains for it? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of neat, and he was kind of explaining to me a little bit what you guys did, and it was a you know 30,000-foot view, but... I'm really excited because I have probably a ton of questions. I really don't fully grasp it yet. And I, I hope after this, not only I, but the listeners will kind of figure out and, and kind of understand what you guys do. So sure. suburban whitetail, I mean, that kind of name more or less hints at what, what it is. But if you guys don't mind one of you jumping into kind of where that, you know, kicked off back in the early ages um, you know, maybe what the thought was behind it and the process of kind of building that up. Uh, well, I can tell you, uh, we didn't really have a processor or a mindset to do anything. Just kind of fell into it, uh, All right. so to speak. Okay. Uh, how, how we, we, we got, and Mike, please jump in, you know, if I'm forgetting anything, but, uh, you know, we started, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. uh, as a member of the organization, um, and it was named something North, North side archery, something, something. there was two gentlemen who ran it then. Um, and we got in and we had a, a piece of property in, in, um, Franklin park borough. Uh, it was 80 acres. Uh, it was, it was steep. Yeah. Um, they put the two young guys there to <laughs> go up and down the hills and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like it was a giant valley. And we actually made a mistake our first year when we were hunting it. Uh, we shot two doe yeah, on we opening du- day. We doubled up. That was, a, that, <laughs> we learned real quick on yeah, that property. We're like, that we'll never shoot two deer in one day on that property <laughs> oh, ever yeah. again. Oh, uh, we, we were just beat, but, uh, no, we, we hunted that all, all uh, fall. Uh, we had some good uh, success there. And unfortunately, uh, after the season was over, we all got an email and said, you know, the program was discontinued for unknown reasons. And we said, well, you know, that, that kind of stinks. So, uh, you know, just talking back and forth with Mike, I said, you know, how hard could it be? Let's, let's you know, pick it back up. So The answer to that? It's pretty hard. It's pretty, pretty hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. Harder than one would think. Yeah. It's pretty hard. Luke, let me, let me stop you for a moment. Sure. Though, Cause like, I wonder how did you guys find out about it initially to get that 80 acre property? Well, what, what it was, uh, I had a, a guy that I know, uh, he was signing up to be a member, uh, to the program as well. He did not make it into the program for unknown reasons that I know of, mm-hmm. but. So the two gentlemen who ran it before he, they went to the township and said, Hey, we'd like to put a program together and, and hunt your, your parks and, you know, your, I believe there's one golf course there. Yeah. Um, that the, the borough owned. So the township agreed to it with them and they ran it for four or five years before us. Okay. So okay. that, 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 that's how that all came about. That's um, very interesting. Yeah. So kind of skipping forward a little bit, but, uh, after program was dissolved, uh, we went to the township. And we said, you know, could we take over? They said, absolutely. So, again, we said, well, how hard could it be? And uh, that was in, we started probably in May of, I don't, I don't know, 2018. 18? Yeah. That's, that, that May is when COVID hit really hard. Uh, that was the very beginning of it. Uh, so then, um, obviously, we had to start the company, uh, get insurance. We had to go to township meetings uh, and get, you know, members back together and put them all on properties. Uh, and the hard part was going through the LLC part of it uh, because at that point, Harrisburg was shut down uh, for many, oh, many yeah. months. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're 
sweating bullets. The season's getting close, and we're not sure how we're going to put all this together. Uh, but even at the same time, Ross Township, uh, a neighboring uh, township, they wanted to start a program as well. No, look, we saw them on the news talking about yeah. their deer problem. One like Ross Park or uh, uh, North Ro- Lake or North Park. N- no, Ross, Ross Township. Ross, Ross Township. Township. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were on the on the news talking about their their deer problem and how it's destroying everything. And <laughs> I was like, I said, Luke said to me, he said, you know, why don't we email and see what see what if we can get them on board too? And I'm like, all right. I mean, we don't even have our LLC set up yet, but let's let's. Let's swing for the fence. Putting a door, man. Yeah. How hard could it be, right? <laughs> yeah. How hard could it be? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually, the, the day we reached out to them, they were having a, a very uh, large town hall meeting about it. And uh, it was standing room only. Um, and the neighbors were going crazy about it. You know, we, we need to get rid of some of these deer. We need to get rid of some of wow. these deer. So uh, it, it was all kind of perfect timing. It's so like it was, best case scenario. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was kind of perfect timing. So now we got two townships, no company, no insurance <laughs> because we're waiting on Harrisburg yeah. and it, you know, it, we're sweating bullets here again, but, uh, we finally got everything put together. And I mean, we, we were putting guys, you know, a week before the season, season on properties. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was mayhem. That's nuts. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, we, we were even putting them on afterwards as, as people were signing up and stuff like yeah. that. So finally everything settles down. Uh, the season, you know, goes through without a hitch. And McCandless Township calls us up the following year. They want to set up a program. We're like, it's going to be hard. <laughs> you know. And uh, so, spent many meetings with them. Took about a year or so, year and a half to get them. The first time they reached out to us to the time we actually got everything set up. Yeah, you're probably looking a year and a half. Yeah. Because they reached us out in the spring. And we're like, nothing's going to happen this fall or maybe right. it was late yeah. summer we're like we can't make anything happen this fall and we're like well we have to get everything approved anyways through Correct. meetings and you know they have their process that they have to go through so yeah we'll say well we'll shoot for next year and they came through so mm-hmm. is it kind of received pretty well by like the general public and stuff too or is it more so like yeah. wishy-washy no absolutely uh McCandless, they actually have a, uh, the residents could go online and vote, you know, if, you know, they didn't want to do anything uh, and basically put a lot of work into it and the, the residents wouldn't, you know, support go, it. Support it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and actually the, the residents, it was 80% of the residents uh, wanted it. Yeah, that's excellent. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. that's huge. Best case scenario oh, again, uh, like, yeah. my, my goodness. Yeah. No, we, we I mean, we, we I would say our residents uh, are, are the best. Uh, they, they certainly support, you know, archery hunting. I think the big problem is a lot of them just don't have the, the property to do it on. Yeah. 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 And just a quick note there is like, I don't think they, a lot of the residents don't have the knowledge of what archery hunting is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They think it's in, in educating the general public about, about archery hunting is, is, a big portion of what we do. Yeah. Making, you know, homeowners understand like, cause we'll have people reach out to us and they're like, yeah, come hunt my property. And I go to look at their property and they got a quarter acre. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, listen, I need your property and 20 others in the area. You know what I mean? Like literally, I mean, we are on smaller properties, um, you know, but we try and keep it like two to three acres. We have groups of people get together group, like a whole neighborhood will get together mm-hmm. and sign up. And then we can build a property big enough to put a person on. Definitely. Because the deer, you know, they're smart. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely are. You know, they're I'm, smart. They're, they're tucking into it. those houses as close as they can. I mean, me, when me and Luke were on our 80 acres, the best hunting 
was, was right on the edge of the property near the homes. 100%. They yeah. know they're safe there. They're close to their food and they can find cover when they need it. Yeah. Yep. You know, so these deer are tucking up close to these properties. So, you know, they're getting pushed, you know, they come off the larger tracks of land and then they're in these people's yards. So our challenge is always putting enough properties together to make something that's huntable. Yeah. Now, are you guys ever targeting like these HOAs that own, uh, you know, the bigger tracks? Because I, I see it a lot around where I work and stuff. And, you know, you have your HOA, which 90% of them seems like they're all on a ridge top. You got all the houses around and then you have these steep ravines in the mm-hmm. bottom where they own a 20, 30 acre mm-hmm. piece that's just not used. Yes. To answer your question, mm-hmm. uh, HOAs are, they're difficult uh, to obtain. Reason being is their board changes so often. And then two, you know, let's, I mean, the few HOAs that we do have permission to be on, you know, it takes one or two residents mm-hmm. in that HOA to turn it the opposite way. 100%. You know, so uh, the HOAs, they're, they're nice when you can obtain them, uh, but they're almost more work than. Yeah. It just seems like in the area that I'm familiar with, with kind of what you're talking about, that that seems to be like who owns the most property a lot of times. They do. There. They yeah. do, yeah. They do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they own most of it. And it's, like you said, it's a shame because you do, you have 20 to 30 residents in that little HOA and it only takes one or two to be a loud boistering voice against it and then you're, you're yeah. kind of yeah. out. Then, so. you're, then you're out, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we actually had one. Uh, well, we, we, we have it again. We had it the first year. Board turnover, lost it. And then uh, they noticed all the deer start coming back again. <laughs> but they did. So then yeah. we have it again. Well, we got it last year, and then we'll have it again this year. Hmm. That's so, awesome. Yeah. They, That's so cool. They, they certainly see the, the difference when we're there. You know, and I, I try to voice these people, too. Sometimes a lot of it, it, it's, you know, maybe our hunters aren't shooting a lot, but just hunting pressure alone. We'll forces the deer off the property. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's a, that's because thing. the next HOA over that doesn't have hunters on it, they're just going to go over there and eat on their shrubs. Absolutely. And, right. You know, yeah. abuse their plants and everything else. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I see it all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. But I actually was doing some hunting down there. Just I, I went door to door. And it, like you guys are saying, just to obtain like an acre and a half, I had to get five people's mm-hmm. permission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you have to access it from somewhere, too. Right. And typically, I had to get, like, two people's permission just for the access part of it. Mm-hmm. Not even where I was going to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, just to walk through. And it's like, they were so confused that I was even asking. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. talking a very, very small wood lot in these backyards. And I'm like, well, look, I know you. Have, and I did my research. I'm like, I'm watching them. Not in a creepy way, guys, but I'm watching, you know, <laughs> I drive by there every day. I see their routine. I see them the out in the backyard with a dog. I'm like, I know you have a dog. I totally understand. You know, I had a paper and sign contract. Here's a waiver of all insurance and everything like that, you know, a liability waiver. And uh, yeah, I had to walk down a fence line, cut through their backyard and then go up into the woodlot behind them. Yeah. And then I crossed it just in that four different boundaries it's like yeah yeah Yeah. and then then if you shoot a deer and you don't hit it right and it goes off now you got a whole set of another problem you know another set of problems that you got to deal with probably my biggest fear and yeah that's to the i just stopped hunting it because it was kind of a a logistical nightmare yeah and that's that's kind of where we can help bridge the gap with Mm -hmm. a lot of these you know and we do all the legwork for the hunter you know and then we put them on the property you know so yeah now, what is that? What does that legwork look like? I mean, is that do you guys see it more people coming to you, or are you 
looking at Onyx per se, just to use a, a mapping system and targeting bigger tracks and saying, hey, let's see if we can get this one. Can I back you up a second? Absolutely. Okay. So when we're working with a township, we have – we generally get all of their property. Okay. Okay. The township owned the property. Township the township owned property. Okay. Owned. Okay. Not, not necessarily all of it. Gotcha. Some townships don't want their parks on it. So mm-hmm. we won't hunt we won't put hunters on their parks. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um we do hunt parks. Uh Franklin Park, when we had uh we had all their parks and we never had an incident. You know, there's walking trails all through them. People hunters up in trees. People never see never them. Never even see them. They're, they're totally oblivious, you know. So some some townships say yes, some townships say no. Then we go on the Onyx, that's our number one tool, mm-hmm. and we'll identify all their vacant properties. So these townships all have pieces of property that are sitting empty. They might be landlocked. Um, they might be on the street, you know, next to the street. And then we'll identify all those and mark those. And then we'll get permission. We'll send those all off to the township say, these are the properties that we've identified that we want to be able to hunt. And they're useful to us. And then we'll go back through. And then if it's landlocked, then we have to start looking at the logistics of how do we get a hunter into there? So then we'll start knocking on doors to get somebody's permission to park in front of their house and just walk through. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it, we're not, we're not telling them we're going to hunt on your property. And like, they think just because we're hunting back there, we're going to be hunting on their property. We have to, no, we're just access. We just need pro- access. We just yeah. need access. We're not, you know, but nonetheless, once we have them signed up, then we have to put them on insurance and everything else. So, one then once we have all those locked up and we place hunters on those. Now the second fold of that is the township. We'll we'll go through the township map and we'll look at it and we'll be like, all right, let's identify all the larger tracts of land on this map in this township, and we'll identify those and we'll target those people. We'll send out mailers. We'll try and make contact however we can. Um, most of the people with larger tracts of land in those smaller areas don't want hundred percent. And that's, that's a big struggle. Yeah. You know, but then we get, we get residents that reach out to us from once they hear about the program, they'll reach out to us and be like, Hey, but then these are all the people with quarter, half, one acre. And then we have to start piecing those together. Get all your neighbors on board and come back to me. Yeah. That's 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 the easiest way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Because we can't keep up with it. It's so many people. I mean, if you have to go to six, seven different houses and you know, six, seven different neighborhoods. That's a lot. Only of three of them are home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You got to go yeah. back six times. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. yeah. That's happened to us a lot. I bet. And, and, and just as, you know, even on a side note, what Mike was talking about, these, these properties and these townships that have the larger pieces, 99% of the time they already have somebody, you know, a family member hunting on it yeah. and okay. stuff yeah. like that. So it's not that they don't want us. It's just, they already, you know, have that locked up it's for themselves. It's just that it's yeah. Pennsylvania. Correct. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I often wonder to myself, like, is this problem central to this area or do other states have this problem and aren't dealing with it? Or do I just not know about it? Or what do you, what do you guys think about that? I mean, just based on the pure numbers of hunters that we have as a, I mean, we are a small militia basically in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say we are one of the states that have that major issue yeah. for sure. I mean, there, there are so many people that hunt and, and on top of that, archery hunting has become hugely popular. I mean, more so probably, yeah. almost more so than gun hunting now. Right. I mean, the numbers are coming way up. Yeah, you can hunt basically in Allegheny County. I mean, you can hunt yeah. half the year almost. Right. Well, you not know? only that too, but Allegheny County, I mean, as we know, there's no rifle hunting in Allegheny County. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that archery is a little bit more appealing there. But I would say also the timing you guys hit 
pretty well because if you think about it, with COVID, the one good thing that came out of COVID was a lot of people realized they had to be a little bit more self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a lot more open-minded people that turned towards well, maybe this organic protein through hunting isn't all that bad. And you have the quote unquote COVID hunters Mm -hmm. that started during that time frame too. So I feel like that was on your side probably all at the same time when trying to get permission and get land and whatnot. But, you know, one other thing too, and I know I'm jumping all around, but going back to the original topic, these bigger tracks, one thing I found was one guy specifically, he had been burned, been burned hard by Mm -hmm. another hunter in the past and then he was just like i don't want anybody on here yeah. i talked to that guy for an hour he kept me at his house just bsing about everything and he told me about every wrongdoing that someone else did to him people sneaking on his land and he owned 30 acres but 30 acres in that part of town was is a oh, oh, i mean you're talking when i say 30 acres i'm talking the <laughs> best looking 30 acres you could ever imagine so i could see where the you know where the appeal was but it was just a shame that you know because and there's a lot of that that happens mm-hmm. um you know and again i know we're jumping around but honestly our biggest fight all the time is other hunters yeah yeah. Um, you know, they, they misconstrued what we're doing. Um, we're, we're more, you know, they look at us as, you know, we're, we're coming in, we're taking the land, no more hunting, this, that, and the other thing where, you know, the flip side of that is join, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're more welcome to join just like the next guy. Uh, yeah. but you know, they've been hunting this piece of property, township property, you know, and they pay taxes to it and this and that and a whole other gamut of, uh, uh things that you're going to get from them. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it is owned by the public. It's a public entity, but the township still has the right to govern it any Absolutely. which way they want. You know, yep. it's no different than state land or, or, you know, Pennsylvania game land, you know, so, uh, they can shut it down, open it up, do whatever they want. But, you know, the nastier ones are, are other hunters, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I can How, imagine. You guys have been doing this long enough. Have you lost a lot to land development as well and just bringing in new? Because I know a lot of new housing developments and stuff popping up. Have you lost land that way? I mean, I have a buddy personally that went through this. He owned, he had permission to hunt like 20 acres down there for like the last six or seven years. And then last year he completely lost it because they just came in, bulldozed the whole place and they're building houses. Yeah. I don't think we see it too much because no. it's it's township owned property. Okay. And then, and it's then not you, privately owned. It's not privately yeah. owned. Okay, okay. You know? Gotcha. Because yeah. anybody with that kind of size of land generally already has, like we talked about earlier, somebody already hunting. Somebody had Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now, you mentioned before, so anybody can kind of sign up. And like mm-hmm. I know there's kind of a process to it. I, I feel like you guys have a proficiency test and there's sets mm-hmm. of rules. And yeah. I believe a contract and whatnot. What goes into it? Say somebody hears this and they want to sign up for it. What, what's kind of the process for just the every average Joe? So they need to email us, suburbanwhitetailp at gmail.com, and we will respond to them. We'll send them an application along with a copy of our bylaws, and it just tells them all of our, for lack of a better term, rules that they need to follow while they're hunting on our property, one of our property that we put people and. Then they have to, once they send that back and we feel all the criteria has been met and we have an opening, we'll bring people in for proficiency shooting tests. And it's not hard. We just want to make sure that people can hit the vital zone at 20 yards. You're not getting a jabroni in here. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Like, and we have some requirements like 
we require that you have uh, killed at least three big game animals. Mm-hmm. That way we know you have some experience doing it, you know, and you're not just out there flinging arrows. No hunting violations. We we try and steer clear of that because we don't, yeah. you know. It, we do do background checks, uh, and the reason why we do that is just because we are hunting on parks and, you know, private areas. So, obviously, we want to make sure. Not, and that's not to say if, you know, if you had a uh, – an orange violation, you know, 20 years ago, we're going to tell you no, but, right. you know, right. uh, we're, we're looking for more if, you know, if you're smuggling, you know, rhino horns across the border. Yeah, stuff like that. So, uh, I don't blame yeah. you. I mean, they're, they're in your program. You, you got to know who you're dealing with. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely be running background investigations on all yeah. these people yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, you're, when you're on parks, you want to make sure you have the right people there and yeah. stuff like that. So I think another one of your stipulations too, you have to be elevated, right? Yeah. We, we want everybody to be at, uh, shooting downwards definitely um you know it's just it just makes it a little bit better uh yeah we are using archery equipment it doesn't go that far but still you know we want the arrow to stick in the ground i mean we're operating yeah. in some tight spaces if yeah. you get a trajectory going outward it's probably not good a deflection yeah, yeah, yeah it goes that through somebody's pool yeah. i don't i don't need to that's deal with good. that headache yeah. <laughs> you know absolutely well in that sense too then is it all archery equipment crossbow bow does it matter to you guys no as Doesn't long as matter. they follow the PA game laws, as far okay. as archery equipment, yeah, absolutely. In the county and everything like yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're we're certainly not above PA law whatsoever. So we, you know, all of our members still have to follow that first, yeah, yeah. for sure. And then uh, ours is above and beyond what what the state implements. So we'll require them to mark on their fletchings, you know, a, their specific number. Um, that way, we can. I've gotten phone calls before from residents. Hey, your deer's up here dying in my yard. Is there an arrow in it? They're like, yeah. And you go up there and then you look at the arrow and it doesn't have the digits on it. I'm like, Nothing that's that's not from us. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. It helps us keep track of things. Or if someone says, hey, there, you know, an arrow flew through my window. Well, does that have the numbers on it? If it doesn't, then we know it's not ours. You yeah. know? Okay. Okay. So, very smart. People accountable. I, I, yeah. I actually right. like that a lot. Yeah. It's very yeah. intelligent. Um, a lot of people, I don't know. We. It's just a... Four-digit number. It's pretty basic. You know, it just helps us keep track of everything. For sure. Yeah, too. too um, you know, w- one of the misconceptions, um, you know, as far as, you know, when we come into a township is that suburban whitetail management are the only people hunting in the whole entire right. township. You know, so first time something happens, they're calling and, and coming after us. And usually, you know, we'll, we'll give them a minute, let them, you know, scream their heads mm-hmm. off and then you know, we'll ask them their name, you know, we'll start, we'll start there and then see what the situation is. And then, you know, I always ask, you know, what's your address? So look up to her address. Most of the times we don't even have a hunter close. So, yeah, you're not you know, yeah. Yeah. so they, you know, then they're like, Oh, wait a minute. Well, you know, there, there's other people that do hunt these townships. So it's yeah. just not us. Yeah. So, people yeah. with private we, land and everything uh, else. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I had a, Talking about that, I had a guy call me screaming and yelling about we screwed steps into his trees, hundred year oak tree, and you know, we did this and that to it. Um and our program wasn't even off the ground yet. I'm like, he just heard about us in the news. And I'm uh, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> we we don't even put a hunter on the ground yet, sir. I'm I don't know. Um, someone's hunting your property, but it's not us. Definitely. You know what I mean? I was just like he was like yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I had a guy last year. Uh it was a new property that we got. And the neighbor uh, was a hunter as well, uh, and he called me up, and he he was very discouraged that we were going to place a hunter on, on the neighboring property because you know he he saw a few you know nice bucks you know coming through, and he's a, he's a trophy hunter. He you know admitted he was a trophy hunter. He don't shoot does or nothing small. 
So he was going to be very upset if our if our hunter shot that deer. And I said, well, you know, I, I can't control what my hunters, you know, shoot. I said, what if it runs over the hill and gets hit by the car? You know, are you going to be mad at that motorist for for hitting your deer? And yeah, he just he didn't he didn't get it. He just didn't want nobody there. And you know, yeah. that was his deer, and uh-huh. nobody was going to take it from him. It's like doesn't work like that. I'm so you're, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, we, we get a lot of interesting phone calls and people. So all I can hear in my head right now when you were saying that that guy like being mad about somebody killing him is like that old man from that movie Holes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, he he was livid that day. And I was, oh, <clears> man. You know, oh man! Oh and, man! And you know, I even told him, I said, "Well, the reason why we're in the township is because you're not shooting any does." There you go. You yeah. know, yeah. shoot some does, buddy. You know, w- w- your neighbor won't be calling and, and complaining. So that's it. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's a big thing too. You know, we. we we require all of our members to shoot a doe first. Yeah. And then they have to donate their first deer to hunter sharing the harvest. And then they have to donate every third deer after that. Uh, most of our hunters donate all of them. You know, they'll keep maybe one, one or two for themselves and, and donate the rest. So that's awesome. So after we get them a proficiency test done and we talk to them, let them know the program, ask them if they have any questions, we do have a charge that we, so it's $150. They pay us that. That covers all our running costs. You know, insurance, ins- things like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Insurance is a huge cost for us. You know what I mean? So cover all our costs and stuff like that. We give them parking pass. So something they display on their dash. So we're not wasting the police's time. Uh, we submit a list of license plates to the township and they give it to their police department in case someone says, hey, so-and-so's parked here. We don't know whose car this is. Please pull up. They know the license plate. They can see the placard that's on their dash. They can go about their day. We're not wasting township's time. Yeah. Taxpayer dollars. Police have better things to do than deal with that. Mm-hmm. You For, know sure. I mean? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. They got yeah. they got called on me once. <laughs> I came back to a note on my windshield with the little write up. Please call the township police. Okay. Yeah. So I called them. We were good. Yeah. yeah. Most, well, of the time, most of the time you are. All it was was that one of the neighbors on the opposite side of the road had seen me. Uh, get out of my car or truck and i try to be so sneaky when mm-hmm. i was down yeah. there too like, because i don't want the attention right. honestly i didn't want the attention so i would like wait till there are no cars coming but it's a busy road and i'd jump out and i'd run across the road and yeah. try to hide in the tree line you know but somebody saw me the one day and called the cops thought i was hunting it was the funniest thing it's a strip probably 20 yards wide that just wraps a horseshoe around these houses and it's all brush like thick brush you couldn't even walk through. yeah they thought i was hunting back there i'm like Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I talk to the officer yeah. and tell him exactly where I was at. And I had permission from these people. And he was really cool to his. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. His, uh, and, and we deal with, you know, all the township police. We deal with the game commission a lot. They are our friends. They, they help us out and we help them out. You know, when we do come across a situation, I mean, they, they take care of it. Yeah. You know, very, very quickly. They're yeah. very persuasive, yeah. too. Like we have if. They have ways of persuading people to let our hunters onto their property to recover deer. And they're oh, really okay. they're really good about it. Like they'll show up and be like, Yeah, can't move that deer that's laying dead in your yard. You know, it's gonna sit there and rot. And huh. the person starts thinking about it, they're like, Yeah, maybe I will let him come <laughs> yeah. back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to do If I come that. back in a day or two and that deer's moved, I'm finding right you up. for it. Yeah. yeah. So well, people I mean, they're good. They know what they're that's doing. Awesome. That's good. And I feel like I often feel that they get a bad rap and maybe that's from years past. But I mean, they're they're here for us. They help everybody out. Definitely. You know, they're not. They're just trying to do their job. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure everybody's safe. Everybody's following the rules. And I mean, as long as they're operating with inside the law, you have nothing to worry about. Right? Yeah. They're, they're great. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. 
I feel like I've had a lot of good interactions, especially yeah. the past couple of years with game commission officers. I mean, they're, like you said, they're out there doing their job. Yeah. They're not trying to really, they're like get in your way and do this, but you know what? They got to check your license. Mm. They got to make sure you don't have 16 deer in the back of your truck or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Else. And like, if you think about it, like if that, them stopping for the five to 10 minutes it takes to do that. Yeah prevents people from going out there without licenses, which funds everything that we do here, right? right? And prevents people from going out and poaching the deer. You know what I mean? Like, I just read in the news today that, did you guys read that article about those teenagers and some 20-year-old that shot like 200 deer? Oh, no. No? Yeah. (laughs) Just for fun. Oh, Oh, come on, Yeah, they they would shoot them in fields, just leave them land. I'm happy they they, they found them. Happy they caught them, for sure. But, I mean, it prevents things like that, which takes away from the enjoyment, the sport of it. You know what I mean? Like what we do. Definitely. You know, so I don't understand why people would get upset with them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not only that, too, but even your program, like you said, you're donating meat. So Mm -hmm. you're helping. You're actually feeding people as well. Hit hit with that number, Luke. 4,600 meals last year. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, our guys donate a lot. and, And- We've actually even had residents come out uh, and email us, you know, off to the side. And, you know, I'll send a, an email blast out to our hunters saying, hey, you know, we have a resident that's uh, in need of some, some meat. And uh, it's it's amazing. You know, I think the one time uh, I had, I don't know how many of our hunters show up and uh, I get, I took over maybe 100 pounds of meat to this one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Filled her freezer. Yeah. Uh, we even had some guy, it was during the summertime. And, uh, you know, I had a bunch of guys bring uh, over some of their fresh vegetables from their garden and stuff. So uh, the lady certainly did need it, and she was very thankful for it. That's so. awesome. Good yeah. people. Dang. Yeah. Good people. So I guess the next step of that is once you have somebody through the program, they're in, they're paid, how the heck do they figure out or how the heck do you figure out where do they hunt? That was my next question. Yeah, Good where, on you. I mean, where does that come from? <laughs> well, we have a list of properties that we know we're allowed to hunt and which spots we need to fill, and it's random. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. not, we're not, you know, this property's great. Let's put so-and-so on. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really mm-hmm. random. We'll just be like, okay, this guy's up next. This property's open. Put him on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're a member and if you've been a member year over year, is it, does that membership continue throughout each year? Or do you have to reapply each year for your membership? No, no, it, it's continuous. Okay. Yeah. So, as so long then, as you're doing what you're supposed to do. Okay. Let, let me, let me interject that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we yeah, we, that, we that do have sense. turnover because we get uh, guys that don't hunt. They'll say they're going to hunt. They pay their dues. They, you know, and then they just don't show up. They'll, they're not killing deer. They're not. It's not even about killing deer. They're not putting time in. Yeah. Right. You can't kill deer if you're not putting time in. That's you a property I mean? somebody else could be. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. A, lot yeah. Of pe- a lot of people ask us, you know, is there, you know, you guys have like a minimum that you want us to shoot or how many hours we need to hunt? We're like, no, if, if you're in there and you're, you know, everybody's got family, everybody's got job, you know, if you're in there and periodically and you're killing deer. If you shoot three deer and it only takes you two hours, great. You know what I mean? But we have guys that hunt 200 hours and only shoot one deer. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I see they're putting the time in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when you're not doing anything, we can't carry you. Definitely. Well, and at, at that point, they're not really fulfilling what the whole point of the, exactly. the whole mission is yeah. with what you guys are yeah. doing. And we, we require all of our hunters to fill out a log. So okay, time they get to the property, what time they left the property, how many deer they saw, how many buck, how many doe, how many deer they shot. And then on the far right column, there's a little spot for them to put in if they donated a deer, the, the, the number. So we can keep track of how many. Definitely. Yeah. But wow. um, basically, we use those numbers to figure out how many deer they're seeing per hour. And that's what we report to the township. So as that deer seen per hour comes down, 
we know the program is being effective because the only way we know the program is being effective is with eyes in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So there, there are data that we need to extract from there and they're getting that for us um, so that we can report to the township. In like Franklin Park, we saw the numbers come way down to the point where there are some properties where they're only seeing deer, one or two deer every other outing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the numbers were down. We're like, and then we're not going to overhunt it. So we'll pull people off of that property. Like we'll let it rest for, you know, a year or so and then put them back on there. But in the newer townships that had, because in Franklin Park, that program been running for eight years. Oh, wow. Right. You right. know, so it takes a long time to reduce those numbers. Definitely. You know, you guys know. Oh, yeah. Every one next year is two. Those two <laughs> have four, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just keeps, it's exponential. So Definitely. trying to catch up to it, and especially like Ross Township and McCandless Township, the problem is so out of hand that catching up to it now it's an uphill battle and we got to stay on top of it and just keep going and going and going and it's it's never ending definitely definitely. so so at this point you guys would say that you have plenty of property that needs fulfilled or how are you sitting right now or are you at a pretty comfortable number with members compared to land yeah i I don't think we'll i would ever say that we have enough properties uh we could always take more and then as far as hunters, hunter numbers, we get hunters. We have a waiting list. Um, you know, getting hunters is not the Generally hard part. Issue, yeah. You know, as you know, so mm-hmm. many hunters are in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we, we can get hunters. Um, but finding the properties, that, that, that seems to be the hard part. Okay. What, is there, uh, some kind of formula or something you guys are looking at? You know, maybe so many acres per hunter or is there, People that do like group applications say, me and Austin want to hunt together on a property. Can we put in together like, you know, for the same property and then just kind of alternate between us on one property? Yeah. So we have four or five larger tracts of land. And when we get a group of buddies that want to hunt together, mm-hmm. it always works best to put, multi, you know, because when you get an 80 acre piece of property, you don't want to put one guy on it. It's not right. going to be utilized properly. Right. So. That's when we like to get those groups of guys together and, you know, put buddies on there so they can communicate. So they're not stepping on each other's toes going in and out of there and everybody utilizes it properly. We kind of look at it too as, you know, uh, one guy per 10 acres, you know, that, and that excludes ball field and stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, usually it works out about one guy per 10 acres. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying that one, uh, you know, each guy has to stick to their 10 acres, you know, they, they can utilize the whole property. Okay. Yeah, our our members can use trail cameras. Once once they're signed up and they paid their dues and they've gone through all the testing and everything, we turn that property over them. They can scout it. They can do whatever they want on it. So, I mean, it's a piece of public, public property. So, anybody can walk through these, basically. So, they run trail cameras and everything else on them, you know, get all their pre-scouting done, and then they can hit them hard come, come season. Mm-hmm. Kind of do your normal process, yeah. but this, mm-hmm. this is just yeah. a, another property for you to hunt, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, I say it all the time. I look at it and, you know, it's it's like going to a penguin game. You know, you, you paid for your seat. You know, you, you'd be pretty upset if you got there and, and somebody else was in your seat. So, I mean, you know, these guys have all paid their dues and worked to get into the program. So, they're the only ones allowed to be there, you know, as far as hunting-wise. So, right. uh, okay. you know, it, it's their own little, you know, uh, paradise, so to speak, you know, as far as the hunting world. And that's why guys are so... And gals, uh, we do have some uh, some ladies here, but uh, I think that's what makes it so enjoyable. You know, mm-hmm. you know how many times you've been in the woods, and you know you got people walking by, you know, other hunters, you know, walking by and stuff like that. So, do you guys have any problem with like hunter harassment or anything like that being in like a suburban setting? We had one incident. I'm trying to think of it. It was it was in uh, Franklin Park. I think it was two years ago. 
was an avid dog walker. Oh. Um, and they knew where the hunter was, and they'd intentionally just whistle, clap, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They damaged one of his trail cameras. Anything terrible. We got to talk. Still not cool, deal. though. No. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. yeah regardless. I mean, we, we tell all of our hunters, you know, if you do encounter it, don't engage. Yeah, definitely. Call us. Call the police. Yeah. Let them handle it. Um, mm-hmm. that's the only way it's going to get resolved. Definitely. Engaging mm-hmm. people just escalates the situation. And then not only are they upset, then you're upset too. And nothing good comes from that situation. I agree. Yeah. I agree. As far as it goes with, uh, each member and their own permission on these properties, you know, say you had a dad, is he able to take a kid on that property? I mean, how does that work out for yeah, you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just started that last year, actually, uh, just to try to get more people involved, uh, and get, you know, obviously the parent out there m- more and more. You know, because again, we, we, you know, we're parents ourselves. So, you know, you got baseball and, you know, all these extracurricular activities, especially in the fall time, it seems like. So, yeah, we, we did open up last year to youth members. So all they really have to do is fill out another permission slip for, for their child. Uh, that way we can put them on the insurance. We don't charge them for that. Um, that's just an added bonus that they want to take, you know, and it doesn't even have to be their, their, their own, you know, child it could be you know a niece or nephew yeah. or something like that or a mentor to youth any mentor to youth yeah. or whatever it may be yeah okay. and then uh we also started last year too uh women can hunt for free for their first year you know it's just trying to get more women into the sport that's awesome yeah, yeah. that's uh, a tough thing to do oh, i can I, imagine yeah. Yeah. yeah like if you think about how many women hunter do you know I know a few, but I also worked up in Franklin, so, you well, know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we also do this, and we kind of meet, like, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do know a few. But, but in like, all reality, of all the people that I know that hunt, and all, I, I can count on one hand the women hunters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Betty Boosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even, yeah, she's definitely one of them. Yeah, one she's of a the killer. four or five that I know. So, yeah, we, we, we would certainly like to see more women hunters, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, because if you think about it, like, comes back to family like women are part of the family kids are part of the family if we can connect them all get everybody back out in the woods gauge them you know get that next generation coming up to you know get outside definitely yeah it's hard to get kids to go outside these days when they're always glued to a screen i can agree i like that (laughs) i mean sometimes it's good when they're glued to a screen but most of the time (laughs) you're like come on let's go outside you to go do something i'm with you man i love it so more or less basically if they're going to be on your property and they're going to be hunting they they have to be enrolled to where they can be covered by the insurance you don't want someone just randomly grabbing their friend and bringing them out with them hunting correct yeah yeah Yeah. now uh, we do have some uh, some older members uh, and some people have asked, you know, if I shoot a deer, can I have my buddy come and help me? Absolutely sure. don't care. We've had some hunters say, hey, you know, is it okay if my my friend, you know, is in the tree next to me videotaping? That's kind of where we draw the line because now you're technically hunting. Mm-hmm. I know dragging on a deer, you're still technically hunting, but we don't want to see anybody get hurt too, you know, mm-hmm. have an accident. Now to- you're in a tree. Yeah. You're in a tree, you're elevated. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more safety yeah. concerns yeah. involved. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we do, we, we, we try to be as lenient as possibly. Uh, we don't want to discourage anybody from, from joining the program. So we, we try to make it as easy as possible. I feel like you're being realistic about it though, too. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. You guys do have a lot of overhead costs and yep. everything else. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can agree. Is there anything we're missing here, guys? Is there anything that we kind of glazed over that you guys want to cover with the program and whatnot? Well, I mean, I mean, I think, uh, you know, just going back to, you know, uh, other hunters, you know, I just say, you know, let, let's respect each other. And, yeah. you know, and, and two, you know, as far as uh, being a hunter myself, you know, let, let's, let's respect the landowner as well. You know, I know Pennsylvania is steep in, in tradition of walking wherever you want, 
Uh, oh yeah. But you know, let, let's respect landowners. You know, that, that's what really gives us a bad name when we're just going anywhere. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think me and Luke learned out of a little while ago when we went out west and out west it's so you don't step on somebody else's land mm-hmm. if you don't have permission right. you, you, you don't know oh, I mean? yeah. you don't even think about it you know here <laughs> but like you, then you come back to pennsylvania and you think about how many years people just walking wherever it ain't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get that all the time <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but and then i think to myself man if these people went out west man they'd be they get in a ringer. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's what gets people in trouble, man. Yeah. yeah. You know Having that saying. mindset. You know the saying, if he gobbles three times, it's all public, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> and then you have states out there like North Dakota. If it's not posted, right. it's free to walk on sure. and hunt. Yeah, I mean, yeah but that's you know. stipulated up front and they know that. Absolutely. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. that's kind of, I mean, gets me about Pennsylvania hunters is they just... There's, they, just take, they just take so many liberties and yes. they think they're entitled to just go wherever they want. And that's that's yeah. not how it is. That's somebody else's land and you need to respect that. That's, yeah. you know. I mean, in all fairness, the game commission laws didn't, you know, trespassing yeah. laws in general, we'll, we'll put it there, not really game commission, but the trespassing laws in Pennsylvania really kind of built that unfortunate environment yeah it really fostered you know, it there for it a did, long time because yeah. there yeah. really wasn't anything it was a slap on the wrist you know if your land wasn't posted and i'm on there the most you can do is ask me to leave and if i don't leave then i'm trespassing but right. if i leave and i come back then i'm trespassing it's like so what's deterring people from just coming onto your land yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know until they get caught yeah. well it's a little bit more strict now now it is they did, yeah, uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, they did the purple mm-hmm. paint law and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they made the rules a little bit more strict, which yeah. is nice. Is it? Yeah. I I believe Allegheny County is not included in that. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. The yeah the purple paint law. I don't believe it's included. And then there's uh, I think Philly. I think Philly as well. For so whatever basically reason. the special regulation areas. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah they don't have to. They don't abide by the purple paint. It's, mm-hmm. it's all over the place around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's on people's land they don't even own. Yeah. Smack the purple. People everywhere. just going out spraying yeah. trees. I want to put this spot. They slap purple paint on it. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't even know where you're walking then. But yeah. isn't that the beauty of like technology today with like on oh, yeah. X? Yeah. Like, you know who owns what. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you know you're in the right, then people doing that. Definitely. It's mitigated. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we we see it all, all the time. It's just a it's what you kinda deal with, but we've grown numb to it as you know, we're making jokes about it, but it's it is a kind of a real issue yeah. at times, you well, know, especially for what you guys do. Where you're sitting on posted property, here comes some guy walking, walking through. In, yeah. You're like, Hey, what are, what are you doing? Oh man, I have permission here. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, speaking about that, like we require all of our members to at least take a picture of their permission slip and have them at them at all times in case somebody does stop them. Um, okay. When me and Luke were original members, we we were stopped by – we were hunting an HOA property and they were like – one of the people there didn't know that the program was even operating on their pro- on in the HOA property. And they're like, are you supposed to be? Like, yeah, here's the permission slip. And they started looking at it and like, oh, I'm going to have to talk to the HOA board. I didn't even know this was happening. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we have permission they gave us, you know, and – it's wild. Yeah, we're allowed um, to be here. Yeah, yeah. 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 but that's unfortunate too because in those scenarios, those never turn out good for your favor. It almost seems like those are the kind of things that can flip a property whenever they're blindsided like that. But yeah, correct. Nothing yeah. you guys yeah. did wrong, yeah. right? You know, it's it's really on the HOA at that at that point or them for not being involved enough in their own HOA to know 
the rules and regulations, what's going on. And that's what it, it normally is, is uh, the resident isn't involved. Because uh, I know the HOA, they'll send out a newsletter, you know, mm-hmm. prior to the season and, and letting everybody know whether they read that or not. You know, who knows? Right. Most likely <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. But speaking of HOAs, you, the difficulty in getting them is a lot of times finding who to talk to to get the permission yeah. is so difficult because it's run through a management company. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then you're going through, you know, channels and channels of people to try and find the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a... This isn't an HOA, but it's a large conglomerate, UPMC. You mm. know, they have a ton of property. Yeah. And I've I've looked up and down for the right person to talk to there. I have no idea yeah. who it is. I don't yeah. know if I'll ever find it. <laughs> Maybe they'll hear this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I highly, highly doubt it. <laughs> you never know. We, we, yeah. We've seen weirder things. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and, and some of the other things that we're doing, you know, uh, other than that, you know, we've been talking with. It's going to take a long time, and, and that's even if we do do it. But the city of Pittsburgh, mm. you know, we, we've had talks with those those folks as well. Politics goes very slow when it comes to hunting, so yeah, yeah. that's probably years and years down the road. The other one we just we just uh, sat with was Chatham University. Nice. Uh, yeah. nice. Hold on, hold on. This is a little bit hit him with a twist on it. On Chatham, it's kind of cool. What they want to do is actually have a a course. An archery course. Interesting. A hunting course, yeah. yeah. So Through the university. So Chatham University has a sub-campus. It's in Pine Richland. Oh, and okay. it's all self-sustaining. Oh. Yeah. And me and Luke got to go on a tour of it. It's it's crazy. It's, it's really nice facilities. And, so cool, uh, man. Yeah. Right now there's no hunting on the property. And they're like, well, you know, we'd like to teach our students how to hunt. And we're like, come out and talk to you about it and see where you guys mm-hmm. want to go with this. And they want to put a program together. Of course, they got to go through all the proper channels to get it set up. You know what I mean? So hopefully we can, we can make that happen for them, but they want, they need to learn how everything from archery all the way through, you know, the game laws, the processing a deer, the, you know, field cleaning the deer and me and Luke were like, yeah, we'll teach them all that. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is in the yes. next couple of years, we can call you like Professor Mike. I don't know if they'll give us, you know, something to put on the wall or not, but you know. I'll call you it anyway. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's fine. That's but fine. when we were talking to them, they're like, you know, it's n- not going to be who you think it's going to be taking these courses. You know, he's like, it's a lot of, you know, college kids that are far out there, you know, hippie kind of style mm-hmm. you know and i i, I believe yeah. he did did he say what i think he said yeah he did yeah he he, he said i think it's gonna be a lot of blue-haired lesbians <laughs> well yeah. i was like uh, they I'll might surprise you, you. <laughs> i was like we'll, we'll teach anybody yeah. you know yeah. it doesn't matter to yeah, us the, they're the the students uh surprisingly are the ones who want to have it that's awesome yeah, yeah. so it, it was more the students who, who brought it up and said that they would like to learn how to archery hunt and stuff like that my biggest interest would be to see the students face the first time you oh, know, yeah. they harvest a deer. Oh, oh yeah, my God. You know, there, yeah. There's a lot of emotion that goes on there. So, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad, as we know. So, yeah. you know, And that's it, like something that we've like talked to with them about, like mm-hmm. in prior upfront to them actually harvesting an animal was like, you know, how to deal with those emotions because we've all done it. You know, you, you shoot an animal next thing you know, your hand's just shaking and you can't mm-hmm. even yeah. see. You, you can't remember your it. first deer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went. Well. For lack of a better term, ape shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Realistically. Yeah. And then, you know, how do you process that? And then, you know, 
still pay respect to the animal For and sure. you know, yeah. clean it. No, that, out but you're woods. also elevated, so you got to safely get back to the ground. The ground. Yeah, <laughs> true. Because yeah. that is a that is a tough one. Actually, you know what? That brings up another great question. What about? Um, do you guys have anything in there regarding safety, safety harnesses, anything like that? Since you have to be elevated. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sa- safety is our, our first priority, obviously. Uh, yeah, all of our members are required to wear a safety harness, you know, up in a tree there, you know, knock on wood. We've never had an incident. That's excellent. Yeah. Safety, obviously, is our, our, our number one. Um, and that's why we kind of go maybe a little, you know, too much above and beyond, you know, the actual rules and regulations of PEA game laws. But we're, we're holding a lot of liability. And obviously, we, we don't want to see anybody get hurt. So yeah. Yeah. You guys also have a lot to lose. Yeah, sure, we do. So, I mean, having those extra stipulations and stuff, I mean, yeah. I think anybody who wants to be in the program and wants to participate and wants to keep it mm-hmm. can understand that and abide yeah. by yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, oh, God. Just on that, we were, I think as a council member, and, and I think the game commission said, you guys don't need to carry extra insurance. You know, if you're on their land, they give you permission. You're covered under, what's it, Title 64? I think it's 68. 68? Article 68? Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but we still need extra protection. And the townships and residents like to see that, too. It's Mm -hmm. for their peace of mind. Definitely. You know. Yeah. Even though that that statute, you know, doesn't allow a hunter or vice versa, a landowner from suing each other, ourselves, uh, suburban white till management, you know, it, it's, it, it covers property damage. You know, I think one of our, our rebuttals to the, the game commissioner, the officer there, I said, well, you know, if, if there's always going to be a lawyer involved, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, what, whether your laws in place or not, is the state going to step up and provide us with a lawyer? Yeah, in civil suit, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and he was like, well, no, it just protects you from getting, there's still going to be a lawyer and there's still going to be cost. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like we, that extra protection, yes, I do, I'm not saying anything bad. That That's a great law uh, that they did put in place, but uh, there's a lot more. Feel a little bit better with some extra protection. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, how many years ago was that written when things were so right. different back then? Yeah. To People what weren't they are so now. happy, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, those are definitely just, cover your ass regulations you have there, and that's yeah. for good good reason. Right. Yeah. I think sure. you guys need to up that uh, that membership and get in with our our guys over at uh, Tree Stand Wingman and oh yeah, hand, hand one out to every hunter that that goes through your membership program. Are you guys familiar with the Tree Stand Wingman? I don't. Th- uh, no, it's I don't the, think so. It's the self suspending. It's a fall arrest system. I, th- fall I, arrest. Think, I think I had listened to one of your podcasts, yeah, we and had then I had, yeah I. I think I ended up going back and, and looking that up, and I was like, yeah, pretty, it's, it's pretty awesome. legit. Yeah. You guys ever been to the Great American Outdoor Show? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember seeing in the archery hall the guy that climbs up the, the ladder tree stand? And, jumps and, just, and he jumps yeah. off. He jumps off. That's, that's, that's him. Man. That's okay. him. Oh, gotcha. yeah. 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 It just suspends you nice and slow. Yeah. They're pretty neat. Pretty wild. Honestly. That is yeah. really cool. good people, too. Yeah. yeah. Is that a good way to get out of your tree stand if you have to go to the bathroom? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not quickly if you gotta go real bad. Uh, yeah, actually, probably would be. If you're in a, I don't know how you get. I mean, unless you're in a ladder stand. If you're in a climber, you're yeah, you're getting back up. That's hilarious. But I mean, we let our our all of our guys dictate what equipment they're going to use. Yeah. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, as long as it's elevated. So if guys want to run tree saddles, that's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Nothing damages the trees, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's public no land. spurs or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, we try and steer guys away from ladder stands just because 
they're gonna be sitting out there all year. The permanent, permanent's kind of part of it, yeah. right? And yeah. then we worry about you know kids wandering through the woods, climbing True. up them, mm-hmm. yeah. open yeah. ourselves up to liability that, that makes way. Sense. But yeah. guys use them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and hang on. So they'll use hang ons, and they'll take the bottom section steps or two. You know what I mean? That's so, what I prefer probably. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean a hang on is so versatile yeah. versus a climber. You have to find a perfect tree. Yeah, yeah. And there's and there's tri- a situation for everything, what, but yeah, not having the, the permanent ladder there makes makes yeah. sense. Yeah. For sure. I mean, our our older members they mm-hmm. they certainly use the ladder stands. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you uh, might put them on a property that allows it though too. Correct. I would I would yeah. think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and all of our members too. Uh, you know, thirty days before the season, they can put their stands in, and then they have to take them back out thirty days after. Yeah, we don't want them in there all year long. Just because it's an eyesore to the residents sure. that are using it, so you know yeah. we and we we don't want them trashing the place up. So, so when we first went in Ross Township, they they're like, okay, go ahead and explore the properties, and we're like, listen, you guys got a lot of tree stands on your property, and they're like, well, can you guys take them out? We're like, yeah, but some of them aren't coming out. They <laughs> were going like, into the tree, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they were surprised at how many people are already hunting their property, and they had no idea. Yeah, you know how many landowners are out there that have no idea that there's somebody in. Even on their property, huh? Yeah. If you're not walking your property, you're not going to know. No, no nobody's. Too. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that so, is so, so cool. Wild. But uh, you had said earlier about you know after you shoot a deer, getting excited and falling out. Mm-hmm. Takes me back to the story that oh, no. I was going to oh, tell yeah. earlier. Yeah, we did <laughs> so have a story. We'll bring, we'll we bring cut that, you off. We'll bring that full circle. So. Luke let me hunt on his property, and uh, took management bucks out. Oh, no problem, Luke. Uh-huh. He had nice little. Food. Uh-huh. He had nice little food plot planted, and you know it's down over the hill from a soccer field. Okay. And the reason why I thought this story earlier is because we were talking about outside noise while you're hunting. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching these two buck, and they're coming in, and I can tell the one's big, and I'm just like. That's a huge buck. It's a huge management buck. (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a huge buck. And I'm like, oh man, he's coming into the food plot. He came in, and then I started to hear kids screaming. I'm like, oh no. (laughs) And these deer are so used to the, you know, these kids up there playing on the soccer field. They're Mm. they had a full soccer game going. I could hear clapping and everything else. I'm like, this is gonna ruin it. Please don't ruin it. Please don't ruin it. He just kept coming coming and i shot him i was like oh thank god and he spun around and then i lost i lost i just lost my composure i just started shaking yeah. i'm like i gotta get down i gotta get down so i start lowering my bow down and i cracked it off the tree and i i broke the uh, slide on the cable i'm like oh, oh man but well, i did get out of the tree safely but i did damage my bow going down there and i thought to myself what's the difference i'm done <laughs> i'm done for the year I, I and believe it or not i never saw that buck on a trail cam the first really? time, first time we ever saw that buck was when he shot it. What yeah. time of year was it? Uh, September. Yeah, it was pretty really co- early. It was early. Yeah. Same, it was like September twenty twentieth. Yeah, a couple like weeks that. right into the beginning of the oh, season. Oh yeah, he is yeah. real early in the season. Yeah. Maybe he I just wonder, had a better summering zone. And I was, was going to say he might have just been transitioning out of <clears throat> yeah. another area into yeah. your area. You thought you might have saw him that year because you yeah earlier that year because you saw one that big eight yeah and then you're like I saw another deer that just had a ton of points on it but. That eight was nicer. And you want to tell the listeners uh, no. his name? Who? The buck's name? The, yeah, the one you oh, shot. Hank. Yeah, he calls him Hank. Hank. Hank, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> my man. <laughs> yeah. It's He's my a 150 name. inch 12 point. Yeah. Dude, that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great buck anywhere. For, for him, it's good. Yeah. Uh, 
shot on my property. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you ever get to hunt his properties? I don't have properties. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink, wink. You taking any more hunters on your property? <laughs> actually, actually, now they uh, it just got sold, uh, so there's homes going on it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You talk about, you know, yeah. destroying the forest. Yeah. Actually, that property went downhill because there was never any logging or anything done mm. with it, and regrowth and deer yeah. over-browsing it. It just mm. yeah, it kind of downhill. lost its luster. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you two ever get to hunt anymore? I, I was just going to bring that up. You know, a lot of people, they, they say, you know, you have this program go and you got to have the best spots. Believe it or not, me and Mike do not have a spot in the program. It, it just wouldn't be fair. I like it. Yeah, it just wouldn't be. It, it, it just eliminates any questioning about yes. it. Yep. It's uh, so much easier that way. And we don't have the time to dedicate to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, it, we're busy running this. Or, you're strictly or in management mode. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. You know, we, we do hunt. It's up north, uh, or we go out west. You know, th- this year we're going to go up to uh, Michigan, up to the UP to do some grouse hunting and stuff like that. So, and then the other other question we get is, you know, you got to be, you know, is this your full time job? We make no money doing this. Yeah, <laughs> we make no money. You know, it's sometimes I wonder why we even do it. And I mean, deep down inside, I know why we do it. But mm. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's just for, it's just for the love of it. That's all. Yeah. That's awesome. People, yeah. I don't think people really know what go into. It. I mean, between. Meeting with property owners and, you know, going to township meetings and doing paperwork and emails and emails, phone calls. calls. It just goes on. You have to be into it to do it. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I mean, truthfully, I probably get out to archery hunt four, five times this season. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. Like I want to be out there more, but I, between family and work and, you know, this, I get it. Yeah. When, When I, when I get to go. I take my kid. You know, I'd rather sit. Yeah. In a, I'd rather sit in a tree and watch them shoot deers I'm and you know, shoot at pheasants and whatnot. So I'm, I'm about there now too. Luke. Yeah. Probably another year or two. My son's gonna be. He's yeah. gonna be out there. I'm still I'll waiting. Be giving my time up to him. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I mean, to, to watch them do it, I, I get more joy out of that nowadays than, than yeah. you know anything else. So. Definitely, I've shot deer and stuff. So yeah. I don't blame you. I like it that you still have passion though. Like you guys oh, are yeah. going out grouse hunting and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like we love hunting. We love all different kinds mm-hmm. of hunting. That's that, like, we'd like to go out west. We we went to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, we we just try and get all over the place yeah. to go different, do different things. Because sure. like, no offense to you guys, but sometimes you get burnt out on whitetail hunting. Listen, mm-hmm. this might be called the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. <laughs> we kind of pigeonholed ourselves when we did that, but yeah. dude, we love doing everything. Like we're yeah. in a fishing tournament right now. It's a cool. long tournament. Yeah. Turkey season just ended. We were hunting yeah. turkeys, went out of state, yeah, did all I, kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like, I think I hunted we five or six states yeah. this year did, for didn't turkey. You, so. Didn't you finish your slam? I did, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, me, me and Luke are at the infancy state of ours. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, dude, Good for it you. Is, it is great. It is so great. Dude. Where'd you go for your golds? I didn't do gold. Gold's not part of the actual slam. Okay. So golds is part of a whole different thing because technically they're a Mexico bird, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, they're not part of the U.S. The slam is the... The Rio, the Eastern, the Osceola, and the Merriams okay. for the slam. Yeah. So um, will I ever do a Golds? Probably. Yeah. I know that a buddy of ours, Joey Bell, just got done with uh, Jay Scott. Oh, and did yeah, that Jay Scott. That's who I went down to Mexico yeah. with, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay's a good guy. We had yeah. him on the podcast. Yeah, him and, him and Dar are yeah yeah they're awesome. Yeah, Dar top-notch awesome. outfit out there. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah, it's unreal. They know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 They you know, killed a whole bunch of You went down there goals. for coups. That's so cool, man. I'm yeah. going to go back down there for turkey, too. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. Why not? Heck yeah, yeah. dude. My, the only thing, the negative, and I don't want to put this on you because it, it's a once in a yeah. million time, but the only thing that sucks is they uh, they shipped all their birds back. They had like six oh. birds in their group, 
and only like two or three made it back. So uh, T- somewhere in, in oh, there, yeah. TSA yeah. had Customs. searched Customs through will, there. Yeah, they'll 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 confiscate birds. Yeah. Any so when we were coming back across the border, you have to pull out your cape, mm-hmm. and if they find more than one tick on the cape, it's gone. So you go out there with a tick brush. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we paid the ranch hands to do that. There you go. And they, they would spray take it a, all with permethrin. And dude, take no, care no of it. what they do is they take a, a bag, a trash bag, and they throw the hide in there, and they'd fill it with a uh, brake cleaner. I think. <laughs> oh, and you know that the fumes from that, and that would kill ticks, and then they would go back through and they'd pick them. Pick them, yeah. You no know, way. I paid the guy like forty bucks. I felt bad. And they are so grateful down there yeah. when you do stuff oh, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like That's... they make a lot of their money off of that. Just, oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. A different type of tourist, but you know, we're still tourists down there. Tourism yeah. is huge down there, man. I've been down there a million times. I yeah. love Mexico. Yeah. It's awesome. That is wild. That is So what happened wild. to the birds coming back? They just, they oh, don't know? They don't know. They had they never got an answer from the airlines. They never got an answer from TSA. Nobody gave them an answer at all. Um, and the weird part was that the guy's birds that they actually got, they were on top in this cooler. And the there was like two on top and then three below, I think, or something like that. And the ones in the bottom were just completely missing, but the two that are on top were still in there. So they would have to take them out, out yeah. and put them back and in. And then put them back in and didn't put them all back into the yeah. cooler. You think those birds are sitting those in the customs corner rotting dudes. somewhere yeah. in customs? Oh, like, I mean, probably could you, smelling the could you probably even fried imagine? them up on their lunch oh, break. Yeah, they're like, yeah, woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is a tough pill to <laughs> yeah. swallow. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you can't get that back. And no, butter. and I mean, and the, the expense Spent, of it. Yeah. You know, you know the, the only good to come out of it was the airline was able to file a claim and give them the maximum amount of their claim, which yeah, we didn't even cover probably even half of the cost of the trip. I wonder if travel insurance would cover that, like AIG. Interesting question. That would be great. You know what I mean? Because I get that, into. like when we went up to Alaska, I got AIG just because it's yeah. so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost bags, lost guns, yeah. something like that. I want to be covered. So I, w- I would imagine that would have to go into it. It's your yeah. luggage. Right? Regardless yeah. of what it well, is. What's I mean, inside the luggage? What's really worth matter. that to you? Well, here's the price of my trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, because that's the only way you're going to get that back is to go back there and do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. You're not yeah. going to Alaska for cheap either. No. That's we, always no. an expensive trip. So yeah. what we figured out about Alaska is you can do it for cheaper than what you think. Okay. Like outside of airfare, like yeah. we did a DIY moose hunt. Sounds awesome. And we, we paid a charter service drop us off. But he he presented himself like a guide, but he really wasn't a guide. He, he just he was an air taxi. He was an air taxi, mm-hmm. and you can find air taxis out of Anchorage for you know they by the hour they charge you, and you, you can get out into there. And outside of tags, that's your only other cost is mm-hmm. getting out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, you could do a DIY moose hunt. Five couple, grand, couple thousand bucks. Yeah, that's no pretty way. reasonable. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, we went up during COVID at the end of COVID, so we bought our flights. During COVID, after okay, everything so, yeah. had crashed, so what do we had a round trip to Alaska for? Like it was like five, six hundred bucks a person. Oh my yeah, wow. round trip. Per it person. was yeah. insane. I'm like, wow. this happened at the right time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I spent more going to Florida this year for my two awesome Yeah, yeah. Where did you go down there? Uh, so I actually went with a big group from another podcast, okay. the, the Chasing Tells podcast that we're buddies with. Went down and we hunted public land down there. Uh, what's the tag process like for that? It's all over the counter. It's all over the counter. Mm-hmm. It's not. Gonna, it's not a limited hunt. 
No, no, no. That's, now, that's cool. There's areas in WMAs. Florida, like WMAs, that okay. require certain permits. Uh huh. But yeah. that's it. I mean, yeah. other than that, everything was just go on and buy your buy your license, and you got two turkey tags ready to go. Two, two. We went yep. down there. and We paid an outfit for God's country. Great outfit. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Oh, yeah, they, they were awesome. They were awesome. I mean, I've top, heard good things. Yeah, top, top notch. Yeah, we had we had, each got one bird. Now, I feel like mm. we should have went down there and done a DIY and done shot yeah. two birds. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, for your license, you get two turkeys. Yeah. yeah. I think they do it just to control their population. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. they, they have to support how many hunters coming yeah. through there. Yeah. Doing that. But yeah. then, what, we got, I got, we both did a hog hunt while yeah. we were down there. Cool. Mike shot a gator. Yeah. Ooh, then no Luke way. talked me into, you know, shooting a gator. I'm like, geez, oh, man. <laughs> now, God's country is big for a gator. Honey. Oh, so yeah. They're huge, yeah. like huge gators. Yes. Yeah. Th- th- it's, th- it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They uh, they they got a neat way of how they do it. They, they lease a what was it a magnesium mine? Uh, I don't know what kind of it was yeah, an old some, mine, some type of strip mine. But the the uh, I'm going to call it a lake. I mean, it's a few thousand acres. It's it's, oh, it's, it's big. Oh, it's ginormous. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and you know, just picking up on little hints of what these guys do. Uh, they're also nuisance trappers for alligators down there. Okay. okay. So what they'll what they'll do is they'll trap these alligators, put them on their property, put them on their property. Nice. And, but I mean, on a thousand acres, I mean, yeah. they got you know, it's they got hard. some big gators yeah. on there yeah, too. Yeah. It's probably it, a big limestone mine. I would a limestone yeah, I think that's or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Most and of Florida's it's all filled in. Yeah. It's like yeah, and it's all theirs. You know, so like they got free range. But I mean, place. they don't own the land. They they have the pro the yeah. rights to the tags. Yeah. So yeah. they have to buy the tags off the landowner, mm-hmm. and then they them and another gentleman, uh, they run the gator hunts yeah. out of there. But then they also have the fall hunts, which are you have to do with the, uh, the fall hunts. Yeah, you you have to go. Those were different. Yeah, you got to go through some permitting for that. Yeah. But their their landowner tags for the private gators that we did it yeah. was it was cool yeah. you know what I mean it's cool yeah. it's kind of yeah, like fun. on swamp people where you cast out for them so you get like these big treble hooks yeah and you'll see their bubbles and stuff and you'll see them up and then you go over them and they you know they have side scanning sonar and you kind of it's a gator down there you kind of see on there and they cast out over top of them then you set that treble hook into them and then mm-hmm. you reel them in. And then you get another hook into them in case that one slips out. So me yeah. and Luke are both cranking on these rods. Yeah. It, it feels like you're pulling up a marlin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it was wild. 40 foot down there. I'm like, I didn't think yeah, it went yeah. that deep. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's down there on the bottom walking across the bottom. He's just peeling line off. I'm like, jeez, oh, man. Yeah. And marlin. then you have to boomstick him, right? Yeah, well, then he comes up and then you got to harpoon him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so you just throw a harpoon him that's connected to a giant buoy that, and that, a rope. Yeah, that treble hook could come out, so they want to harpoon him, so you know you got him. Yeah, oh, and once you got the float on them yeah. then you then you they hand line them in off that that buoy and then they get them next to the boat and then you then you, you got look over here yelling yeah. shoot them shoot them shoot them no, no, no. shoot them mikey shoot them <laughs> actually we, we didn't use a boomstick a boomstick you have to use in their fall hunts and that's, yeah. di- oh, that's okay, dictated yeah. by the state yeah um it was a 22 was, mag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, rusted up old 22 mag. <laughs> dude. He's like, yeah. stay right at that. So it was fun. like swamp people. Damn. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Pull him in. It was fun. He was, awesome. yeah. he went a little over 11 foot. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a that's huge a gator. Great yeah. gator. Oh, no. Huge was the one they shot right before we got there. Yeah, the was, guy that we were down, what we met down there. 13. 13. Four? Four or something. Wow. Yeah. Good gravy. Yeah. Dude, he, it, it he was they giant. pulled up a dinosaur. Yeah. They pulled up on the lift. And he was on top, this guy, he wasn't the tallest guy in the world, but he was on top of an eight-foot ladder, and that gator was way above him still. Wow. And the girth, like, once they hit a certain size, mm-hmm. they start getting girthy, and this thing was 
huge. Yeah, it was Ancient. massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, it was a good time down there. But that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah Todd Notch Outfitter. Can't say nothing bad about it. The food was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The nice owners are. Yeah, they were they were awesome. They're funny too. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know what we got to use down there? Thermals, the thermal scopes. That's legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For they, pigs, we didn't shoot our pigs with the thermals, okay. but somebody was going out, and I said, "Hey, can I shoot that rifle real fast mm-hmm. with that? I yeah. want to see what that's like." And those thermals, you shoot, and then you can see where your bullet hit on the yeah, target. Yeah, that he's It mm-hmm. is crazy. That's so wild. And I would love to use one up here, but where are you going to use it? Nah. Coyotes. Co- Coyotes. Yeah, but there, there's nothing open enough here to you know really justify. Yeah, come up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We I might there, actually man. be taking one out here in a couple of weeks. I guess one of my buddy's friends just recently got one. I got so. a buddy has a yeah. whole setup with thermal and stuff like yeah. that. It's just bananas. Try to go after some coyotes. Yeah, I'm not that into coyote hunting. Me neither. <laughs> I just want to go out. We, yeah. we, we do a lot. We do a lot in uh, up north there. Uh, we we get a quite a bit of bobcats. Yeah, that's oh, cool. Yeah. We're yeah. cat specialists. We found out. Yeah, we shot three. Three and three years. Three and three years, yeah. yeah and we that's had pretty good. Two years before that that we missed each well, yeah. I missed one. Mm-hmm. Sorry sorry. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're not even allowed to <laughs> we're not allowed to kill them here in one A, right? I don't well, think you're allowed to get the you have to get the permit. permit. Yeah. yeah, you have to get a permit for them. Do you think one A you're not Maybe, maybe not. Allowed. Well, up north, you definitely can. Yeah, there's yeah. certain units. If you look in the book, it'll tell yeah. you which units you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, because we just recently have one show up on our property. We don't have a lot of bobcats around here. We though. don't. I mean, no. it's the first one I've ever seen in my yeah. entire yeah. life. They're we, becoming we, more prevalent. Yeah. We yeah. have a bobcat, a fox, and now we've always had coyotes. I mean, tons of coyotes. Yeah. But they all three showed up this year after mm-hmm. they cut cut our property. It's just been like wildlife ridiculous wildlife it's been they cut your property so it's real thick right now mm-hmm. yeah that's what those bobcats crazy yeah, the bobcats started yeah. showing up and that's, we had a bear that's there why. at one point yeah yeah but he kind of wandered off he's gone now yeah, yeah. very transient mm-hmm. but it's neat it's neat to tell the difference just but that's cool man yeah it's really cool the other thing we get a lot of like back you know, down alligator. These homeowners are like, we have coyotes here. Well, yeah, there's coyotes yeah. in New York City. There's oh, coyotes yeah. everywhere, yeah. man. Those they're things everywhere. are everywhere. They're so adaptable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That people well, don't even know they're there either. No. Not until you they know? get a hold of their cat or their little mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that happens. Shih Tzu or something. Dude, I heard the other day. I- might have been Joe Rogan. I don't know. You know, most people who lose cats to blame it on coyotes is actually owls. owls. Yeah, I yeah. heard that same thing. Dude, <laughs> yeah. so crazy. I believe that. Dude. Yeah, those yeah. great horns don't mess around. First off, they're the guy that giant. said it. He he said they were tracking these owls and stuff like that, and they found this one tree. There was like forty or fifty cat collars cleaning up. Terrible. Well, I think owls account for a good loss of turkeys, too. They, do. Oh, yeah. they yeah. smack them right off the roost. Right off the yeah. roost. They yeah. cheat, man. That's just cheating. Yeah. They're not allowed to do Don't they read <laughs> the regs? First they hoot, then they sound off. They're like, I know where he's at. Yeah, that's <laughs> not even <laughs> fair. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Well, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've called in, you know, owls while predator hunting. Oh, yeah. You know, all the yeah. time. They're always coming. Owls in. and hawks, man. I've yeah. I've almost got attacked by a hawk on like three different occasions. Predator hunting. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I've even had them come at me when I was crow hunting. We were out crow hunting. We had all the, the deeks out in front of us. Mm-hmm. Crow decoys, you know? Yeah. And uh, we're sitting tucked up against a tree line and uh, we're calling, calling. And then it came from behind us and just swooped straight <laughs> down, grabbed our decoy, one of our decoys, and flew off like 60 <laughs> yards with it before it realized that it wasn't real and then dropped it. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Uh, <laughs> he just like, what is this? <laughs> I never realized how aggressive hawks were. We had a couple because we have ducks and chickens out the back of my house. Yeah. And- 
I'm like, how do I get rid of these hogs? I mean, they literally, like, say this is the top of the pen for the duck oh. and they're outside. He would stand right on it just over waiting. top of them and just looking down at these. And yeah. the ducks are twice his size. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, okay. that's a little uneasy. How do you yeah. get rid of them? I start researching. Yeah, get a plastic out. Okay. So I get a plastic out and I put it up on a post out in my back porch uh, patio area. And I'm sitting there working the one day and it's right outside my window and I'm watching and I see the, the uh, hawk across probably 50 yards away and I'm like, yeah, this isn't working. This son of a bitch comes, swoops in full speed, comes up, bam, rushes, <laughs> smacks that owl <laughs> right off the post. I mean, just absolutely just dive bombs, takes them out, yeah. rushes them, and then flies over and sits back in the tree again. I'm he like, knew. Yeah, yeah I was Dude, like, well, that are, didn't work at all. Smart, Those man. birds, yeah, they're yeah, real smart. They know. Smart. Like, I've heard, even heard people say, yeah, get the owl, and you get the owl, and it works for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. But once they figure out that it's not moving and it's yeah, not real... Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. I it, could have sworn you were going to say he went and just landed on top of it. Dude, I <laughs> would just that'd be cool. <laughs> I just wish I would have recorded it because it literally happened like three feet out my window. That's I watched so cool. it all go down. It was so cool. Yeah. But yeah, my, even my aunt, she has the outlet that has the moving head and everything. It still doesn't matter. Because a hawk got one of her chickens. Oh. She had it all on film. I got to watch that oh. one. <laughs> one of the blink oh, cameras she... caught it. Oh, oh boy. Man. Yep. It's gnarly. <laughs> I started raising Major. pigeons for, for my dog, you know, for training the dog. Yeah. And uh, I've yet to let them, you know, the pigeons loose yet. Just, you know, I, I just I can't do it yet. You well, know? you're breeding them right now. I'm breeding he's them. Bre- yeah. He's building up his stockpile yeah. of birds. Okay. So when the, when the yeah. hawks start to crush them, yeah. he's got yeah. some yeah. He's got a stockpile. <laughs> yeah. Then I can put them all back in the pen and start over. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. pigeons aren't cheap. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't do like quail or something like that because they, I mean, their gestation period and stuff really short. I, I started, I started with uh, chuckers. Yeah. Uh, the problem with you know uh, using chuckers or pheasants or even quail, uh, they don't come back. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So when, when you know when your chucker goes off, well, there goes ten dollars, <laughs> one and done. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> oh, I got to do something else here. It gets expensive real quick. Uh, so that's why I turned to pigeons. Well, Smart. also your dog got in the coop and yeah, the, yeah, yeah it, it got a hold of a couple. Yeah, yeah. and I, I looked like an idiot up on top of the garage roof trying to catch him with a fishing net. You know, my neighbors were looking at me like this guy's so idiot. awesome. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> so you're on TikTok now. Yeah, prob- I probably am. Yeah, probably am. It's <laughs> awesome. That is great. Well, guys, we've taken up a lot of your time tonight. Oh, no, it's a good time. Can't thank you guys enough for driving all the way up here and uh, hanging yep. out with us tonight and sharing what you yeah. got going on because that is freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. And uh, let's put a gold song together. Okay. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. Don't you well, tempt we'll me with a good Mexico. time. We'll Look. do a podcast from down in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Threaten me with a good time. Done and done. Yeah, let's. Uh, I reached out to Jay uh, a couple months ago. Uh, he said, "If you want to come down, and start thinking about it." Uh, what uh, 2024? Okay. You know, so very cool. Yeah, because yeah, I think you have to put down a half a down payment. You mm-hmm. can do that. I think like a year or two in advance or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. yeah, a year in advance, and yeah. then let's do it. Wild. Sounds like fun. Cool. Thank you very much. Before yeah. we let you guys go, mm-hmm. throw out there your social media mm-hmm. for, you know, Suburban Whitetails, no, the I, email again for people if you. they want to uh, hop on and uh, 
make an application or whatnot. Whatever you're most active on. If, well, if, just to clarify, I don't run the uh, Instagram account. That's Luke. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make a funny earlier about how busy they are. That's why they didn't get back to our Instagram <laughs> message for a year, but I, I missed my opportunity I didn't know we window. Had one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. It's uh, okay. But no, no, it's all good. Yeah, if you, if, uh, yeah, please join us on Instagram, uh, Suburban Whitetail PA. Love to see a couple more. You know, check them out. Followers, yeah. it's awesome. You can see all the all the stuff people are shooting. Yeah, and then yeah, if you want to reach us by email, what is it? Suburban Whitetail PA at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, I'll, I'll put all the links in the description. Yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome. yeah, we'll give you all the, the information so. too. Isn't it funny how your email address can sometimes be like your telephone number? You just don't really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Especially when it's your second email address. I got too many of them, so yeah. just get them. <laughs> that one's my spam. <laughs> yeah. Very Have cool. them reach out to us. With hunters interested, we can, you know, be happy to sign them up. We're, especially if they're from the township, we'd love to get guys on the properties that are from those townships. That way we know they're getting the most. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So Excellent. Reach out to us. Well, well, thanks again, guys. Definitely go check them out. Uh, it, it is a wonderful program. I'm glad we did this because now I've you've answered all my questions, and I hope everyone else has a much better understanding of what you guys do, and, and it could be right in their backyard. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Appreciate it.